Welcome to Just Ask Rethinking Development Podcast. I'm Brian Wilburn, Director of Development at St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State University. And with me is my co-host and colleague, Greg Jeffrey, founder of Catholic Development Group. This is the podcast where we answer your questions about fundraising and development. And you can find us online at catholicdevelopment.org. Today, Greg is going to be letting us drink from the well that is Greg, and we are going to be doing part one of a uh, eight-part series on the eight principles of development strategy. Tell us a little about that, Greg. Yeah, so we're going to do a little series here, and I've, I realize in my consulting work that I come back to the same principles over and over again. So the client changes, the circumstances change, the needs change, but when a when it comes right down to figuring out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, I find myself coming back to the same set of principles over and over again. And altogether, I've developed 20 principles, and those 20 principles fall into, into two different categories. The first category is strategy. There's eight in that category. The second category is execution of the strategy, and there's 12 principles that fall into that category. So what we're going to do today is we're going to focus today and for the next seven segments um, on, on strategy, on, on principles of development strategy. And so we'll launch don't, right Don't in. worry, guys. We will get to execution, <laughs> but you have to baby steps. Greg's right. going to take you through the strategy. Yeah. Well, let's go through the strategy first because yeah. um, you, you have to have both. You have to have both the right strategy and the right execution of that strategy. I'm curious, Greg, what is, what's the first principle? What is well, it? the first principle that I come back to time and time again, whether I'm doing a capital campaign or whether I'm doing an annual fund, is that um, people support things that they help create. Now, another way to word that good, is, yeah. yeah, people support things um, uh, where they are involved in the success of that particular drive as well. So um, let's talk about that principle. People support what they help create. And let's talk about that in the terms of a capital campaign. You know, too often in capital campaigns, um, a small group of individuals, maybe an administrator, a president, a pastor, and a small committee get together they decide what the organization needs, what it's going to cost, when it's going to be built. They they have all the fun of planning how they're going to spend other people's money, right? Yeah. And 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 in that very small group, they have all the fun of putting together a beautiful dream for the future of that particular parish or that particular school or that particular apostolate. And it's not until they um, go out and and need the money that's when they start engaging people who have the capacity to, right capacity to actually pay for it. And so, if you take a look at this principle, people support what they help create. Um, I always think it's uh, infinitely better if early on in the process we go to people who have the capacity to fund the dream and let them be part of the dreaming let them have some of the some say in what the actual plan is and and you can do that in a variety of ways that i think i even spoke to um on one of um uh my, my prior podcast but the most the, the simplest way to do that is prior to doing any kind of a feasibility study or a capital campaign to look at your uh, list of, of supporters for the organization, uh, understand who will need to be a major gift donor if the numbers are going to work out, right? Do the math, sure. right? 
and then in a variety of ways, engage them in the process of helping you dream. It could be something as simple as having a, a visitation with them saying, we're thinking of doing X, Y, and Z. I know, sir, that you've been in business for 37 years. You've built plenty of uh, buildings. Um, and ask them some questions about, you know, construction costs and, and, and where to get a good deal and yeah. who, who would you use for an architect. I mean, it could be something as simple as that. Give them some opportunity to be engaged. So that's a very simple thing that you could do. The other thing you could do is, in many cases, back in the, oh, the early 90s through the late 90s, when I was working with Catholic high schools, we would actually form different task forces. I was doing important things too in the late '80s <laughs> and early '90s, guys. <laughs> we were we we'd form uh, you know task forces to look at um, different areas of, of of a particular Catholic school, whether that be the buildings and grounds, the religious life of the school, the academic program. And then we'd bring in people and task forces to look at where we were today and where we needed to be tomorrow. And we'd have these colloquia, for lack of a better word to pick people's brains, to put together the absolute best plan so that when it came time to actually launch the campaign, we didn't have to convince people that we needed X, Y, and Z. They knew what we needed and they knew what it was going to cost because they were part of the planning process to put that that overall plan together. So that's, that's a, a very important principle. People support what they help create. That's where their their best dollar is going to go. And that, that um, the example I've just given um, pertains primarily to a capital campaign. But that same idea I even use if I'm working, for example, on an annual fund. So recently I was working on an annual fund for Catholic high school, and I know that people support what they help create. I know that people support funding endeavors that they're a part of. And I also know that it's very difficult to ask somebody else to give when you yourself have not yet given. Right, mm -hmm. so you put all those you put all those um, understandings of human nature together, right? And I wanted to do the capital camp, or the, not that. Uh, excuse me, I wanted to do the annual fund for this particular school in a little different way. Um, for example, for the parents' drive, I wanted to give the parents an opportunity to be part of the asking, and so I took the sophomores through the seniors. And I broke them out as one cohort for about a six-week effort for just that group of people. And then I took the freshman parents and I broke them out as a separate cohort just for freshman parents. And because this was a, a year where COVID kept us all apart from one another, mm -hmm. um, I had tremendously good success, particularly with the freshman parents, because when I asked them to be part of the asking it's kind of counterintuitive. They didn't know hardly anybody else in the school, which you would think would make the asking for right. for donations even more difficult. Well, I can't ask. I don't know anybody to ask. But they were so hungry for to make some connections with other parents um, that um, they, they came on board. I think there was like 200 uh, freshmen in this particular class. And I think I had, I think, 24 or 26 volunteers that came on board. And if everybody takes, you know, What's the math on that? You know, uh, yeah. seven or eight names. Yeah. You've got you've got a hundred percent coverage of the freshman class. There's something about that too, Greg. Like what you said, like with involving them. Um, like you talk about freshmen being more involved. And that doesn't surprise me in a way because it's almost like if you get them involved from the start, uh, they're more passionate about it as opposed to trying to get them involved later on after they've already you know been in the system. Well, that's the idea, and we could track who was calling on who 
with the idea that if they did a good job this year, if 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 John and Nancy Doe took seven names and did a good job with those seven names this year, the next year I could call up John and Nancy Doe and the work of getting my volunteers lined up for the next three years is going to be a whole lot easier. I could just say to John and Nancy, you did a great job last year. You want seven, same <laughs> seven names? See how that yeah, works? Yeah. But here's the thing. I knew also from experience that um, – People are a little bit reluctant to volunteer to ask people for money. They don't say, Greg. Yeah. They don't say. <laughs> that's the one volunteer job that's the hardest to fill. And so you kind of have to gently ease people into that role. And so what I told them this year was, you know, we will do the asking. You know, the asking will come from the development officer, from the chief advancement officer. What we're asking you to do is to help us cut through the clutter to help us um, make a personal connection with that parent, to bring the, 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 the parent's drive to their attention and to ask them to respond yay or nay to our, um, <laughs> to our request. And because we weren't asking the volunteers to directly ask for money, sure. but to simply put out an email, a text, or a phone call to seven people of their choosing, um, um, I was I was able to get all the volunteers I needed, and to my amazement, they did an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, we we were we set to launch I think on a, on a Tuesday morning, and I said you can start making contacts you know twenty four to forty eight hours in advance, and um, there was maybe only one or two that kind of you know. Um, um, fell short of the mark. But sure. Everybody else, everybody else, you know, did a great job of reaching out, and and. But here's the bottom line. When you take a look at the total dollars raised from that class, a lot uh, a lot of the dollars, the most of the dollars came from the people who were asking. Making the calls. Because, they were making the calls. Because they were helping create it? Is that well, the... because they were part of the success, right? Ah, Again, it gets back to that principle yeah. of people support what they help create. They helped create this fund drive for the freshman, uh, um, uh, fr- freshman class. They were people support things that they are a part of, and they were definitely a part of um, the success of this overall drive. They had some skin in the game. They felt a certain responsibility to hit the goal that we had set. And it was a pretty modest goal. It was like twenty-five or $30,000 for sure, the freshman class. Sure. But that's, um, that's, uh, that's the main um, strategy, the main principle of development in, in the realm of strategy that I come back to all the time. People support what they help create. So constantly, when I'm working in development, I'm constantly looking for ways to get people involved. I'll give you one more example. You know, as I was visiting with one parent and asking him to volunteer, I discovered that he was um, a digital marketing expert. I mean, he wrote digital marketing texts and wow, yeah, and That's so <laughs> well, I know. And so for an old dinosaur like me, I thought, well, you know what? This is this is a twofer. You know, I <laughs> what's mean, Facebook? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Hey, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Close, but not that bad. But what I'm I'm doing a podcast for the love of Pete. Here. Yeah, yeah, come on. But um, I, it was a two for in that um, he not only um was willing to help do the asking, but I learned something from him about um, writing better subject lines, writing uh, more terse text for email fundraising, and those sorts of things. But the principle that that. I always come back to, and the reason that I ended up asking him to help me 
with the drafting of the text because I know here's an opportunity. Again, I'm always looking for the opportunity knowing that people support things that they're a part of. And so when, when Tom was a part of helping to draft the text, I think he made a $500 gift. Now, would he have made a $500 gift to the annual fund if he hadn't been involved like that? I don't know. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. not. He maybe made a $50 gift or a $100 gift. But people always give, the odds of them giving go up dramatically when they're involved. And the total dollar the, the total dollar value goes up dramatically as well. So that's the, that's the principle it's, of this particular podcast. Under strategy, the number one principle, people support what they help create. People support things that they're a part of. So don't wait until after you've done all the fun of dreaming. Let them help create it. Well, thanks so much, Greg, for sharing those uh, this first principle with everyone. We're really excited for the next seven of this series. And again, uh, you can find Greg and I and uh, ask us anything you'd like at catholicdevelopment.org. Thanks, everyone.